Pulp MX Network Production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Live Podcast Show. We haven't done one of these in a long time done one or two in the past i believe thanks for dropping in and listening if you're listening via the archive uh we'd appreciate that as well and uh thank you everybody for uh yeah man uh listening downloading subscribing and all of that stuff i'm steve mathis of course 702-586-PULP 702-586-7857 we will take your calls about the sport that's going on right now supercross motocross what's happening what's the future look like we're not going to hell have a hell of a lot of answers for you, though. We're in a boat like a lot of you people, but certainly there's some things going on behind the scenes that we've heard and we've talked to and everybody else, and maybe we can help out. And we're going to talk some Tiger King, too, because uh, it's simply amazing. So we're going to get JT and Weege on the line here shortly. Uh, thank you, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. And, uh, yeah, look at the latest and greatest from those guys, whether it's the uh, Kinetic Mesh, 2020 and a half they just released at daytona uh or the evo gear or light hydrogen which is Kiefer's favorite stuff a lot of the racers favorite stuff as well uh flyracing.com go to your local dealer check them out uh, order it online i guess nowadays i went to a bicycle dealer yesterday for some bicycle work and i don't know if they were considered essential or not but they were open but you had to wait on the curb guy came out kept his distance talked to you Took your bike back, worked on it, brought it back out. So maybe that's how motorcycle dealerships are working. I don't know. It's kind of a weird gray area there. But, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks to Fly Racing, of course. And uh, thank you, Renthal, as well. Kenny Roxon, uh, winning Supercrosses with that new Fat Bar 36. The winning brand in manufacturing design for the last half century, Renthal, also continues to lead the world at a very top level of sport, amassing more titles than all other competing brands combined. Can you imagine that? Um, yeah, it's amazing. Renthal records are unsurpassable. Over 222 U.S. titles, over 213 world titles. Thanks to the hard work and dedication to detail, the Renthal factory has been helping world-class riders achieve their championship goals since 1969. Maxis as well. Maxis.com. MXSTs. Developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath. Used by Alex Ray, AJ Cantanzar, out there in Supercross uh, this year. And, uh, yeah, good tires. Uh, the guys at Maxis certainly know how to prep uh, a set of tires and, and – uh, and do a good job with it. They've got great UTV tires, mountain bike tires, all of that stuff. Maxis.com for more information on those guys. Also, thanks to Alias CBD, the official pain bomb of the Geico Honda guys. Alias Racer X gets you 20% off. That's the code to use at aliascbd.com. 
alias Racer X, designed for the extreme athlete and all of us. Everyone is talking about CBD, but the alias Pain Bomb is much more than that. They spent two years working with the top scientists in the field to create a bomb with a dozen organic botanicals. Uh, the motivation was the love for MX and finding a new way to advance the sport. They are official Pain Bomb of the Geico Honda team, like I told you. So uh, thanks to uh, alias uh, CBD Renthal Maxis and, of course, the folks at Fly Racing, 702-586-7857. We already got some phone calls and uh, coming up with JT and Weege, and we will talk about uh, the sport that's going on, what we're doing now, what's going to go on in the future, and much more. Monster Energy Supercross, of course, put on hold right now. Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships just released a revised schedule with 11 rounds starting in June at uh, Florida is the kickoff. So uh, lots to talk about there. And, uh, again, it's a weird time. It's a different time. And uh, hopefully everybody's staying safe, doing the right things, and, uh, you know, settling in for, for at least, God, I would think at least a month here. We're going to settle in and, uh, you know, self-quarantine ourselves, keep our social distancing. And I just want to say, all you jerk-offs that bought all that toilet paper, and I laughed at you, well, now Pookie and I need toilet paper. We're getting low. I think we have... 11 rolls left. We did a count. We're getting a little bit low. I've been to the grocery store twice. I cannot find any. And so all of you people that bought them all, I hate you people. Thanks a lot. Thanks for nothing. I'll let you know as we go on how it gets bad. Uh, maybe the next time we do one of these, I'll let you know how it's, everything's going with the toilet paper in the Mathis's household. But uh, if you have some, maybe I can give you a shout out on the show and you can send a couple of rolls in. And I'll, and I'll plug your company or something like that. I don't know. we got to figure something out. Like I said, 11 rolls, not panicking, plenty still, but keeping an eye on things that are happening with the toilet paper. So uh, Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast, 702-586-7857. Uh, give us a call. Let's, uh, let's welcome our two guests on the show. First up, from Fly Racing, flyracing.com. It's JT, Jason Thomas. What's up, man? How are you? I'm pretty good. I am uh, I'm still in my house, which is unbelievable i don't know how much how much more time i can spend here but i guess it's going to be a while yeah absolutely yeah i think you should hunker in for a little bit yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna be here for a bit right also on the uh on the line from racer x online the man will uh do anything right now for work he'll uh, he'll voice over anything you want he's so bored it's jason wygan what's up weege yeah, I'm ready. Cut some clips right now. Uh, we'll have some stuff on YouTube. Yep. And shout out to uh, the great or hated, depending on how you feel, Joe Buck, World Series and Super Bowl level announcer who started this trend. So I'm going to do it uh, as well. But no, I'm actually busier than ever. This is terrible. We have to invent content instead of just going to a race and interviewing riders when it's done. It's a lot harder now. Yeah, it, it does add a little bit of challenge to things for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's different, no doubt. I. Weege, you, you're the one with the wife and the two kids, and you're all in this house. How's things going? Yeah, I was just talking to uh, our own Aaron Hansel about this. If I was on quarantine with just my wife and I, it would have been awesome. It would have been great. It would have been super fun. Mm -hmm. But instead, we're quarantined and homeschooling, and I'm trying to work. Uh, it's virtually impossible, and it's terrible. So <laughs> you're looking to trade for some toilet paper. Yeah. I will give up two kids for some toilet paper. I would trade it. I'll take toilet paper over the kids. That, that would make my life better for both reasons. Uh, now, see, JT's alone, so he's in a, we're, we're, we're in three different situations. Me and a wife, we each and a wife and kids. JT, you're alone. So we're all in different situations here. Yeah, the, the biggest problem is if you don't like yourself, it's, it's hell over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, I hope Phil isn't alone. No, Phil has a special someone in his life. I think he's fine. Um, oh, he's good. Okay, I do not want to think of Phil hating himself alone. <laughs> so, do we think Carol Baskin killed her husband? Where are we at oh, with yeah. that? Like, I was kind of like, nah, he seems sketchy. Costa Rica, he seems sketchy. But someone who knew that he was never coming back drove that van to the uh, to the airport where apparently none of the planes could reach Costa Rica and left the van there, and the cops bungled that. I think she did it, JT. Oh, yeah. Now, she was. Uh, she didn't like him. I think that was pretty clear. Like She was not happy. I think he had kind of gone off the deep end, and she said he had crashed his plane a few times, which that's neither here nor there. But, uh, yeah, I, I, you never know, though, how these things are edited. You know, they can, they can steer a show to make you believe anything. Yeah, yeah. But it, it certainly seems that way on the surface. Weege, Carol Baskin? Murderer or not? She seemed to have the will, the money, all figured out. Yeah. She seemed to have this figured out well in advance yeah. of exactly how it would go down for her to inherit all his money if he were to die or, or oh, they should put the word disappear. Disappear. The disappearance. Yeah, that was the key. Disappearance. Yeah. Who puts that in? Who puts that? Disappearance. Right. Who puts that in the will, right? Like, uh, so... Yeah, it's great. Uh, I don't think Netflix, I mean, they were what, they were shooting this for five years, this documentary. Did they know that it would launch at the exact time that the entire world is looking to hear about something, something to take us away from the actual news? It could not have been time better. If, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's on Netflix. It's called Tiger King. It's a seven-part documentary. And I have so many questions. I have so many questions. And at some point, I felt sorry for Carol. I felt sorry for Joe Exotic. I felt sorry for his husbands. My my empathy switched from who I thought was the the greasiest every single episode, which is a sign of a good documentary, JT. Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about the Netflix part, though, this has been the greatest thing that's ever happened to them, right? When everyone is locked into their homes and there's no sports on TV and there's not a lot of live content to have arguably their greatest hit ever launch at the same time. There may be an an investigation into the origins of the coronavirus directly being attributed to Netflix because of this. It's great to see small businesses like Netflix and Amazon, really. (laughs) Yeah, Costco. It's great to see these businesses, you know, um, need the help, get the boost. Right. So, um, hey, so without getting too much into Tiger King, Biggest thing that I took, biggest surprise moment was Joe Exotic flipping on an EMS jacket when the girl got her arm bitten off and just right away, like, where did he come up with that? Where did he run with that? He wasn't wearing that, you know, when when she was apparently found. So he took the time to throw an EMS jacket on. Yeah, the fact that they'd never had an incident in 20 years, but he kept that jacket handy for mm-hmm. the day that it might happen. Right. Or, or flipping into the... Sweating the details. Into the priest's outfit for the wedding? Right? Uh, or, or the funeral? The funeral. The funeral, the funeral. Of, of Travis. The funeral, I believe, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Through, had yep. a priest's uniform ready to go. I think for me... Um, go ahead, JT. I was yep. just going to say, I would assume he's got a little bit of everything. On, on GW Farm there. Uh, my biggest surprise was his game that he has. Uh, <laughs> it is incredible how well he can pull dudes. I mean, right. 
I can I just say it. Good looking dudes, half his age. Yeah. I don't know how he's able to do it. Yeah, the the new, the, the new one was right away, four weeks or six weeks, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Right yep. right away. No well, problem. Yeah, guy's probably twenty and he's like sixty. Sorry, a third of his age. Very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think the most unbelievable and there are this is everything you could top with something else, but my biggest takeaway of this entire show was then just what you're talking about, his ability to lure in these uh, these men in their, you know, 18 to 22 age range. These men were not gay. So could you imagine needing something so bad? And I think Steve's going to be approaching this on toilet paper. Yeah. You would need yeah. something so bad to have sex with someone of the same gender as you, although that wasn't your preferred partner. Like, I don't even know how that's possible to need something so bad. Not to say it was crystal meth in this situation that we learned, but yeah. I, I seriously rewound it. And I couldn't believe that segment. I watched it over and over because I was just trying to put myself in a place where I needed something that badly. Well, I'll let you know when the toilet paper runs down <laughs> because I could be that. I could be there right now. Uh, check it out, everybody. Please uh, check it out on Netflix. Weege, um, the virtual Supercross race that RacerX Online ran, our guy Kellen and his army seem to be happy with that. Um, I, I got a lot of questions about that. You're not quite doing it the way yeah. I want to do it, but how, how was that experience? Well, I did it for one reason and one reason only. Uh, yes, we have Kellen Brower on board now, uh, the foremost name in uh, Moto Gaming. I don't know if he wears that title proudly or not, uh, but it's just, it is what it is. These are, these are journalistic facts. So I knew once NASCAR had their own uh, race, which aired on Fox Sports over the weekend, that everyone's going to say, hey, great idea, why don't you do that for Moto? But yeah. we had already discussed this, and we already knew it wouldn't work, because here's the difference. Car racers actually use simulators all day, every day, as practice and training. They, you can't go out and test a race car you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like you can ride a Supercross bike that guys in our sports do. So all they did was literally just turn on some cameras in each guy's house, and then they just did what they do all the time. So, yeah, they had Dale Ar the actual Dale Earnhardt Jr. and the actual Denny Hamlin actually racing mm -hmm. in this virtual race. So I knew that everyone was going to say, why don't you do that with Moto? Do you think Ken Roxon and Eli Tomac have any video game skills at all? At all? No. I mean, zero. probably not. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't apply, but I knew we were going to get it day after day. So I just wanted to get everybody off my back. I've thought about it. I'm aware that it exists. I've talked to car drivers about these simulators. They are, they've told me it's like about 97% accurate to what it's really like to race. Wow. Uh, we can't. Yeah. They, this is amazing. This is what they've told me. They feel the only part that these simulators haven't been able to nail yet, and there are computer programmers trying to figure this out. They can't quite get the feel of the sidewall of a tire to be quite what it feels like in a real race car. That's it. Jeez. Wow. It's the only thing missing. Well. Uh, so anyway, we don't have that option, but we do our best. Yeah, Kellen played the game, sent me the file of the game being played, which would be the Detroit Supercross on the Monster Energy Supercross video game, part three, and then I announced it. So, yeah, people really seem to like it. We can get away with anything wow. these next couple of weeks. Listen, I'm not – I'm going to be full transparency here. I didn't make it to the end, but did Fly Racing's Vince Freeze win the main? He took second. Oh, second. He, he was Fly gone. Racing's Blake Baggett oh, took the win. Okay, because Vince was gone. Vince, look, I had a good lead. He, so. well, 
Passing, Roxon yes, for the lead, in the and whoops. Anderson. In the whoops, right. In the whoops. Right, right. right, I mean, JT, That's when you think of Vince passing for the lead sounds, in the Supercross, sounds... Sounds pretty realistic, Yeah, no? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wow, I thought it was pretty neat. I thought it was pretty cool, and you did a good job of it. So there's some content for you, people. There you go. I mean, yeah. I, well, then Kellen hosted a, a live of this MX Simulator game last night on the Seattle track, uh, live last night, and that's he's been doing that for a while. But, yeah, we, Racer X is on board. We've got to be now. Honestly, I mean, look, some people may just laugh and say, ah, oh, it's stupid video games. But, hey, look, people, it, it, it's something. We're all trying to find something here. We're all in the same condition. We're all in the same boat. So, you know, uh, open up your mind and, and embrace it a little bit and laugh at it or, or try to do what you can to stay busy and stay entertained, right? I mean, that's kind of what we're trying to do here. I don't feel that many people have been bagging on it. Okay, it's good. A normal season, yes, they would, but I feel right. like for the most part, everybody is feeling right. the same way. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> good Good to hear. Um, yeah. So, well, Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Renthal, Maxis, and Alias CBD, of course, all on board with us. 702-586-7857. The lines are full. Uh, I'll get to you people in a second. Let's quickly turn it to the sport a little bit. More serious matters than Joe Exotic. Um, it seems like, oh, by the way, taking your calls, holding it down over there, coming in on a, on a day off. It's Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? How are you? Isn't every day a day off for me right now? Yeah, yeah, I guess. But thanks, Mark. Life is just one big break. <laughs> Thank you, Travis. <laughs> thanks. Uh, we need to get Marks and Kellen together. I want to build this AI. I want to get this video game thing going to really make the strengths and, and weaknesses of these of the riders realistic, and then we run a complete sim series. Boom. It's that I, easy. I don't possess those kinds of skills. Yes, you do. Nope. Okay. Um, so Freeze is 11 out of 10 in whoops, okay? <laughs> okay, all right. 11 out of 10. Um. So I guess, JT, we'll start with you. It seems like there's been some calls with Feld and the teams. Uh, Feld is, uh, you know, obviously they, they, they canceled Salt Lake and Vegas, which led to a whole round of, of hysteria among people on social media. It was only a formality. <laughs> I mean, this was strictly a formality coming. We've known and we've talked about and we've written about and we've talked about the series being in the fall. Uh, JT, from the teams I talked to that have been on these calls, Feld seems determined to get seven races in, and it it, it seems that we're going to start mid-September uh, with the Feld guys. Yeah, I think that's the plan. Um, as we know, that's all you know, kind of set in jello. As we say, it's, plans change and it's all moving targets. But uh, I do think it's important to try to set goals, right, and try to make plans moving forward. And if we have to adjust those, so be it. Uh, I think it'll be kind of tough to adjust that stuff with venues. But I think for our own good, for our own psyche, as far as just humans, forget about, you know, and race fans or any of that, just to have things to look forward to and have some sort of optimism on the horizon. I think it's a good thing because if you've been following this pretty closely, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad in a lot of areas, but it, I, I get the feeling that they are starting to wrap their heads around this. And, yeah, it's, it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. But I think scientists are learning a lot about timelines and timeframes. Uh, so to have to think that we're going to get some sort of racing in the summer and the fall, I don't think that's unrealistic. And maybe I'm way off. And maybe maybe that just is all, you know, we're just dreaming that mm -hmm. that's going to happen. But it seems like it's possible anyway. Weege and the MX Sports Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships, they've re released their schedule. Hangtown is off of it. Uh, Florida will be the first one in mid-June, it looks like. 
And from talking to people at MX Sports, who of course are a sister company to Racer X, where this podcast is being hosted on and everything, from talking to MX Sport, they're able to move too, Weech. Those dates are set, but they could change. I think what everybody has to understand for both series, and by the way, for any other racing series, is that everybody wants to get the races in. Everybody does. Because you make money by holding races. You get sponsor money. You get your exposure on TV. Uh, obviously, the, ho- the goal will be to sell tickets, which, you know, for a while it sounded like events would be going on without fans. Maybe we get to the point where that's not an issue. Uh, so I don't care if you're MX Sports or Feld or NASCAR or IndyCar. You do not want to not hold races. So being flexible and trying to get them in late in the year is way better than just throwing in the towel. I was pretty surprised. One of the first things to go, you know, was the NCAA March Madness men's basketball tournament, and they didn't try to delay it. They just canceled it. Um, and that was crazy because then that money's just gone forever. You're just, the whole season is done. But, yeah, everybody wants to race. So, yeah, the June 13 date, I think that made people feel better because at least it's something on the horizon to at least semi-sort of plan. Obviously, no one knows for certain that June is going to be fine, but it's three months from when they announced it, so that gives it at least some running room. Uh, but the goal is to get races in, and that's definitely the case with Supercross, too. You, you do not make money running races if you right. do not hold races. So obviously, people want to hold races. Uh, 11 rounds in, what, 14 weeks? It's a, it's a hectic schedule. We're all going to have to just bend and flex and get used to it, uh, but it's going to be... Drop the gate and go. Yeah, and just remember there, there is the chance that not soon after that, you know, maybe a week or so in between or something, uh, it could be back to Supercross. This is all yeah. fluid and up for grabs. It might not happen. And it's tough because I know, you know, it would be tempting to just say, we'll treat right now like the off season. But, JT, you, not like you ever quite experienced this, but you know what it's like to plan your training schedule. Uh, JT, I would think it would be hard to just semi-sort of take a break now, but not quite. Uh, In a normal year, you know when the off-season is, and you know exactly how to work during the off-season. What do you think, JT? Can people really – can riders really do that? Can they just say, uh, yeah, April will be my down month? Is that what you do? Well, I think it really depends on how certain we are that it's going to start when they say it's going to start. And I know everyone's guessing, you know, and they're – as smart as, you know, the, the pro motocross crew is, they're at the mercy of a lot of things out of their control, right? State law, um, shelter in place, all these things are going to be determined by local government is what it's looking like. So that's the biggest challenge as a rider and as a trainer is the uncertainty. Uh, if, if you could come out and say, with 100% certainty, we can tell you that we're going racing at Paula on June 13th, okay? If that was the case, it would be pretty easy to build a program around that. You know, you know how much time it takes to get in shape. Most of these guys are already there, right? They've, been, they've only been off for a week or two, and they've been riding in the interim anyway. So you kind of maintain right now. You switch everything over to your outdoor riding, and then you build a program that ramps up to be ready on June 13th. Uh, to me, I, coming back to it, I think that's just the biggest challenge is how right or how wrong are they going to be? Because we could be facing a situation where, yeah, it's late May and it's not a lot better. And then you've done all this work that really, you know, then you're going to have to push it back even further. That would be a really tough challenge is, is dealing with that moving target. It'll be interesting to see if I was a rider or a team though, that June 13th in Florida, that's as soon as we're going racing. 
Yeah, and my mistake on that, I, I yeah. said Paula, but uh, that's uh, su- it's the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's as soon as we're going, though. Don't even think about trying to squeeze in Vegas or you know what I mean or super like. That's when we're going racing now. Yeah, I think that's that's I think that's a certainty, right? right? So right. that helps a little bit. Yep. But still, still, even then, we're guessing at it, and now you're you know like okay, you've right. kind of been hanging in there. And, and I listened to your Adam Cincerillo podcast, and you know he was still riding Supercross, and he was planning on getting back into the Supercross game for the end of the series. Well, that's all changed, and what that what's that been a week? Yeah, yeah, it was um, like ten days, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all of that has changed, and who knows where that'll be ten days from now? So right. that, that's really the challenge: is day by day we're learning more and and making plans accordingly. All right, let's get to some phone calls. Here we go. Uh, first up, it's Gus. Gus, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, guys. How are y'all? Good. What's happening? Uh, not too much. Um, I saw you at uh, Atlanta this year, and I know you were saying that's the first year that you'd been to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So now that you've been there, where is um, what would you say is the best flyaway Supercross? Because I'm in the eastern part of North Carolina, so any Supercross that I go to is going right. to be a flyaway for me. Well, you can't beat Anaheim 1. I mean, the stadium's not awesome, but it's an iconic stadium for Supercross racing, and everybody's right. ready and everybody's brand new and and i mean it's tough to beat out i'm one gus uh what do you think Weege? what which one would you t- say to travel to all right Weege. jt <laughs> i already messed up uh, my phone. Oh, okay all right. All right. yeah where are you coming from he's on the east coast yeah, okay, so a West Coast one. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Anaheim one just because I think to say you're at that one one time uh, would be awesome. Uh, Steve's going to puke when I say this. I do feel like everyone should see Daytona International Speedway once in their life. Oh, boy. I don't know if that's considered flyaway. Oh, Have you boy. gone there? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I didn't know I if mean, you were going to put that one in a nursing home yet or not, so I was holding out. I, I know. He thinks it's time to have the talk. Sure. No, I, uh, no, no, no. I, I, first, all the things that I don't like about Daytona, and it's all true, and it's all fact. It is cool fact. to go there. It is cool to go there, you know, and, and see it. I've just, I've seen it, you know, yeah. for 20, 25 years. But, yeah, yes. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Everyone yeah. should see it one time to see how huge and big the place is. Yes. I don't know if that's yeah. a flyway yep. when you're on the East Coast. Uh, yeah, and I'm one. Uh, Vegas race was always cool. We don't know, depending on the timing of Sam Boyd Stadium, we, we might never get to race there again. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't anything about the stadium. That was actually a difficult part of the race. But the atmosphere in Vegas, they do a lot more with the pit party than they do at any other round. Uh, right. And the East-West shootout showdown is always cool. So I would recommend that, too. That's probably the most obvious answers ever. What about you, JT? Well, give us something different than we've talked about. Well, to me, it's all about the city. You know, because once the racing starts, it's it's similar. You know, Anaheim one's a little bit different just because of the atmosphere, but the rest of it is once you're inside the stadium, you can't really tell if you're at Oakland or Seattle or, you know, uh, Atlanta. You know, they're, they're all similar in that way, the same show, basically. So for me, it's about the city. I thought Denver was really cool. Uh, the, the downtown part of Denver's a really cool atmosphere. It's in April, and everyone's just kind of coming out of winter. Um, Seattle, the weather's difficult, but I think downtown Seattle is a, a really cool place. You get down to the wharf and check all that stuff out. So for me, it's more about what's going on around the race than it's act- than the actual okay. race itself, because once you get involved and opening ceremonies are going, it, you could be anywhere. Yeah. There you go, Gus. All right. All well, right. Um, and one more thing. Yeah. Uh, I met Weege at Atlanta, and he's a beauty. Oh, what a beauty. Yeah, he's, was his hair everywhere, and he had a plaid shirt on? 
Yeah, he was. Uh, it was right before um, you guys did the uh, the pit show. Yeah, like, yeah. He was literally he was walking in bad up shape. to the stage. He was in bad. He, 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 it was rough for what him. A beauty. Yep. Thanks, Gus. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Gus. I was feeling great. I don't know what you guys <laughs> talking about. He's powered through though. Some, uh, of the, some of the best videos I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Uh, Steve, dude, what's... think about how these things are frozen in time. Like, yeah, in the era of social distancing, think of what a Friday night party before a race <laughs> seems like now. Uh, Steve, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing good. Um, I, now, I'm come, calling from the Albany, New York area, so that I might have a little bit more pessimistic viewpoint than, than you guys <laughs> might about the future. Okay, Phil. Um, Is this Phil? Mm-hmm. <laughs> especially the Supercross aspect of it. But with this force shutdown that we're in and, you know, that not kind of knowing what's going to happen as a result, who might this break, again, with possibly no races in the future or at least a ways off, who might this really have helped that was in, like, a bad situation, you know, like uh, um, Jordan Smith, for example. He was having a horrible year. Mm-hmm. If things kind of hit pause now, is this a lifeline for him? Uh, well, he, he's out for the year with an ACL. He just got it done last exactly. week. Yeah, so but, there's like nothing else to base it on. Is this a lifeline or is well, this screw him? Or? I think, Steve, you got to go on the assumption there's more races. You're from New York, like you said, pessimistic. So you're talking, hey, there's no more races, right? I, I, I'd be doubtful for Supercross. I really hope there's outdoors. Yeah. See, I'm not. Like, Weege and JT, like, I... I just would bet heavily that there's more Supercross races. You got JT Weege, either one of you, right? Like, are you well, with me on I that? Mean, with the timeline, if you're, you can't really hope for Supercross and and not hope for outdoors because they're they're planning on going Supercross racing after the outdoors. Um, it, it's going to take a serious health crisis for several months, and and maybe we see that. I'm talking another three or four months of just complete lockdown. I think for us to not go super cross racing in some capacity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just, I, but okay. I'll, you know who I think, Steve, Justin Bogle, he had hit his head a lot. He crashed in Glendale and was out for maybe the year. Benny Bloss, remember mm-hmm. filled in for him. Right. Um, if we come back in June, Justin could be feeling great. Um, back to normal, you know, obviously head injuries, you never really know, but there's a guy that could be, Greatly helped by this, and whenever we go back racing, Bogle will be feeling much better and ready to go. Um, do you have somebody, Weege? One thing that could be really intriguing about this is if Supercross comes back in September, Marvin Muskan will be able to race. That was not supposed to happen under you know any normal circumstances, but for the first time in, uh, uh, what, 47 years of Supercross, um, yeah. the series is going to have a nice six-month break. I mean, the plan was for Marvin to be ready for Hangtown. And on the original Hangtown date, right? Right. So should be able to race June 13th outdoors. And then if he's racing that, there's no reason he wouldn't race Supercross. So not like Muscan needed the races to get a contract or anything like that. But for Marv to end up racing half of the Supercross rounds, well, he would have never expected that. So that's that would be big for him. Uh, what do you think, JT? Anybody that we, we missed? I was going uh, to go Wacko. Wacko Zacko. Yep. Puts him back mm. squarely into the Supercross. Game, uh, game after mm-hmm. that, his big get off at the practice track, and then uh, one guy that maybe he's not in the the battle to win anything, but I think it gives Chad Reed a chance to heal, and if he wants to prepare this summer and, and come into that 
September off-season normal time, really ready to go racing. Yeah. Anybody uh, that uh, you think this really hurts? I think it's difficult with everything that's going on myself, Steve, for Tomac and Roxon to ramp back up into this epic 10-week championship battle that they had when they got to do 11 rounds of outdoors. You know, I don't know. We'll see. But it's – I think that hurts both of them as far as, you know, uh, the levels that they had gotten to. One guy I could see really improving would be Justin Brayton because keep in mind that September, October is normally his go time, right? He's, he's headed off to Australia, and he knows exactly how to prepare throughout the summer to be ready to peak in September and mm-hmm. October and maybe, maybe a little bit of November as well. But as these guys are all riding outdoors all summer long in the, the proposed schedule, he would be hammering down on Supercross, and he can really come in with a bit of an edge if they go straight into Supercross like they're talking about. Yeah, the Moto Concepts guys have taken their bikes back, you know, and, and selling them. Uh, they're, they're, well, I think they would be on 21s. Right? Yeah, that yeah, would be the, yep. the reason maybe you're seeing Chad Reed sell his motorcycles as well. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, thanks for the call, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Weege, uh, one well, Steve there brings oh. up a, a point oh. I just want to throw in on Brayton. Uh, if Supercross races in September and October, it now is going to be racing at the same time as Australia. So uh, he's going to lose some money one way or another because well, he can't race both at the same time. And also, what do you think? This is this leads me to my next question, Weege. What happens in Motocross the Nations this year? Yeah, I think a lot of dates: Motocross the Nations, Monster Energy Cup, Straight Rhythm. I think a lot of those races that are not must-dos for points and championships and stuff. I think a lot of those could go by the wayside because. This is not unique to the United States, right? The GP has been pushing back, pushing back, pushing back. You're going to need every single date you can to try to get the supposed number of rounds in. So maybe the, the nation's date just becomes a GP date. What are you going to do? I, I, I don't know how, if they even have it, I I've, do not think USA would send a team uh, no. looking at schedule now, and I don't know how, if, you're, no. if your rider's in contention, you send them to the motocross nations. You know, I just I, I, I can't see it happening, but maybe. You know? Yeah, I think anything extra, any of these extra races that are not part of a championship might yeah. be the casualties of that jam-packed calendar. Bercy, Bercy, Geneva. Geneva. Like you said, yep. Yeah, oh, I oh. heard actually Geneva uh, Geneva hosts the massive uh, auto show where a lot of the Europeans debut new cars, and that got canceled, and they lost a ton of money. Mm-hmm. So I heard that they might just not be doing anything extra this year. So Geneva might be a casualty. Yeah. Uh, yep. For a variety of reasons. Yeah. Plus, yeah, who's, I, we don't know with the state of international travel in uh, six months. Nope, absolutely. Uh, Shad, what's going on? Hey, bud, I had uh, two things. Okay. One about Dark Side's punishment and the other one about your tough box. Yeah, Dark Side's punishment. What do you think? I'm thinking uh, you and Berluti were talking about going to Western. Yeah. You, sh- you should feel uh, know what it's like to be a, a factory rider for a whole day and that have him be your mechanic, change your oil, clean your air filter, check your, you know, uh, tire pressure, go out with, and be a mechanic all day, take care of your goggles, nah, then when you're done, I, I, wash your bike. No, nah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't trust. I don't know his mechanic skills, so I wouldn't want to jump in there. But oh, yeah. one of the things lost in this COVID-19 thing is we never really got around to figuring out Dark Side's punishment for the Pulp Mech show. And that's that's a real yeah. shame. That's a real shame. Yeah, yeah I thought that, that would be a good one just morning. to have him do all your dirty work right. for a day. What'd you, say? What'd you say, JT? <laughs> I saw them recapping that on Fox News this morning as one of the biggest tragedies of yeah, the whole thank you. coronavirus. <laughs> thank you. Uh, what else, Shad? 
And then your tub blocks, I like the idea. I was, uh, you're thinking like a four-inch pan with a lip around it. Yeah. Uh, and burying it. Yeah. Well, then have the pans connected to each other uh, with like eyelets or something, a flat iron, and then bury that flat iron too so it holds them in, and then have your tough locks Velcroed in. So that way, if they hit them straight on, they'd break loose and not cause havoc. But if they come around a corner and just nick them, they'll stay where they are. Sounds good, Chad. I like it. All these ideas are great. The tough blocks. Let's 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 work on this downtime and fix this tough block stuff. Right, yeah, I got do that. plenty. I got laid off. So. All right. Nah, sorry, Chad. All right, buddy. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, let's get let's make tough blocks great again. I mean, why not? Um, Kyle's on four. Kyle, what's going on? Thanks for calling the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. What's your question? It's going good. I want to let you guys know I'm sad I won't be seeing your beautiful faces at the Hawaii Supercross. I was really looking forward to that. Thank you. Yes, it looks like that is definitely not going to happen now. So, thank you. Uh, It looks like you made your way over here somehow. So, you did it at a good time before everything got locked down. Yeah, exactly. The, Um, the The resort we stayed at, the hotel we stayed at, is on lockdown as of today. Just closed. That's it. So, yeah. yeah. Well, they started harassing tourists a little bit on the island that I'm on where they're, yeah, it's gotten a little aggro as it can here. Oh, boy. But anyway, what I was calling about, we've seen many pros where they have a, a leave of absence due to injury or they get to be able to hang out on the lake and, and enjoy themselves. And a lot of times it's been a career changer where it kind of lose makes them lose their drive to win or race at the caliber that they are at. I was curious to see if you guys think it'll affect anybody, and if so, you know, who do you think that would possibly be affected where the downtime, they're just like, they enjoy it more than racing? What do you think, JT? I don't think so, because that's pretty much September every year for them right now. Uh, they don't they do not do a lot in September. That's like their time, if you want to go to the lake, if you want to relax and go on vacation somewhere, you know, around the world, September is that time for them. Uh, and, you know, honestly, most of these guys are so driven, it's really hard for them to just step away and then not want to be back out there. And, and I think all of us are going a little stir-crazy being, you know, inside our houses and not able to go about our daily lives as normal. Mm-hmm. So, if anything, I think when this thing gets cranked back up, these guys are going to be more motivated than ever because they've been, you know, been forced to stay at home. And we've all been hearing that these guys are kind of shutting down the riding for a little bit. As far as you know, everyone's going. They're saying it's there's such a strain on the the medical you know medical care system and all those things. So uh, I kind of go the other way when this thing ramps back up. Everybody from racers to fans to industry, everybody's going to be going to be really really enthusiastic and really ready to go. Yeah, some people, JT. You, I mean, certainly WPS Fly Racing. You're, you've talked to some people that are experiencing some good sales, some some active uh, you know people out there. Uh, so yeah, you know. It's been good. I mean, we're definitely open for business, um, which is a good thing, you know, in limited capacities as far as workforce, people being at home and all that. But, yeah, it's it's been a little bit of a transition. The first week was, was really positive because people are going out and riding more than ever. Um, the longer this goes on, though, people being, you know, if they do get laid off from work or whatever, I, I think that's going to slow down, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to have a negative effect. Uh, so let's hope this is a very temporary thing. But I've certainly heard and talked to more people that have ridden their dirt bike, you know, more yeah. in the last two weeks than in maybe two years before that. Yeah. The bicycle shop I went to was slammed. They said everybody's bringing their bicycles in. Everybody's got, got time to go ride them. You know, there are. I fixed mine. Yeah. I fixed my bicycle, you know, got yeah. it all dialed in just because I had time. What about your mysterious street bike? How's that doing? 
Uh, I've been riding it, but it's cold. It was 25 degrees here this morning. So I mean, Weege, there are some positives here. There are some, some sunlight here in this situation. Yeah, there is at the moment. We've heard the same thing over on the racer X side. A couple companies saying, you know, if you're not like me and you don't have to homeschool your kids and you actually are home more than usual, uh, fixing up that project bike in the garage, this is the best time you'll ever have to do it. So mm-hmm. I have heard some companies saying more parts are being ordered mm-hmm. uh, than ever. But I don't want to look too closely at that because, as JT said, that will eventually stop. You know, we're all kind of in coast mode right now. But if this were to go on for three straight months, I think everyone would be so afraid to spend any kind of money on anything at all uh, that that's going to go away. And already the riding thing, I feel like in the last day, week or two, has shifted from this is the golden opportunity to ride, or now it's like a 50-50. I don't know if that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Is that bad if I end up going to the hospital, or is that not really what they mean by social distancing? I feel like that's already changed in seven to ten days. So in a couple of months, uh, man, that's too bad. Nice it's, to have it, but I don't think we can read too much into it. Weege, this is your time to shine with not spending money. This is your time to shine. It's the rainy days you save for, folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's. Get- it's just a matter of perspective for all of us, right? Like, it's not going to be the ideal year that we all thought. Everybody's going to lose some sort of money in some way. Um. That's it. Like, it, it, there isn't even – even missing two weeks so far or three weeks. Everybody's lost something at some point already, let alone three months. So it just is what it is now. We all have – it's funny, though. Like, we're all in these group texts, right? And we're all talking all the time. And, God damn, I, I mean, I'm in so many texts. My wife is just like, what is going on? And it's so – and it's – okay, maybe funny is the, right, the wrong word here. But it's so interesting or funny – to see which of your friends are preparing for the zombie apocalypse and which of the friends and people are just moving on, life is normal, no problems, right? Do you guys agree? And, and everybody who's listening to this has those people. I just I find that part of human behavior a little fascinating to watch. And I'm not judging either way. Uh, it's just, I think, interesting to see how people are handling this. So, It is... Uh... It's a bad time for this because no one, never, I believe, in a time of human history have people been so, A, opinionated, and B, able to express those opinions, uh, for sure. Uh, they've never been able to express opinions like this. So in a time where even under mundane stuff, everyone's an expert. Everyone's an expert on every topic. Right. Now we have a topic that people are more interested in than ever because it has a massive effect on all of us in one way, shape, or form. Everybody's an expert. That's been like multiplied times 1,000. So it's unbelievable to hear how many theories and ideas right. are out there. Just, yeah, dizzying to right, keep up with. Right, JT, you agree? Yeah, I, you know, for me, it's, there are a lot of factors. It's where do you live? Well, you know, we, the gentleman that was from New York, it's obviously a much more dire situation there right now than a lot of places in the country. Um, and then it, I think a lot of it comes down to how much – of the news do you absorb how up you speed are you on things you know uh because if you don't pay attention you probably don't think it's all that bad like you you can't see it it's not like you can see a virus floating around and maybe you don't know that certain parts of the maybe you don't know that new york city is, is struggling so bad um so yeah i think there are there are a lot of factors dictating how people are absorbing this and mm-hmm. you know michael antonovich is probably leading one side of that charge <laughs> and then you know they're there are other people that I know that in Idaho that are on the opposite extreme of that too. So it's all perspective. Student jumped the quad. I mean, you know, we said, oh. yeah. Well, we were all waiting for it. And you had food poisoning, and we didn't. We didn't get it. 
<laughs> All right. First up, uh, Tanner, what's going on? You got a question about the MXDN, Tanner? Yeah. So you always talk about how much money they bring in for that race, and mm-hmm. like that USA riders should get paid more because they like bring in the most fans and viewers. Yeah. So what if like, you know, like I buy I buy the race like the stream every year. I don't even know how much it costs. But what if like when I buy that, I type in like USA or like UI Tomac shares a link that USA and like percentage of the money that I pay for that stream goes to like the USA riders or the teams. Sure, great, awesome. Yeah, I, I, I've I've always said it that this race is a huge money maker. It's very very low purse. You're just supposed to wrap your flag around yourself and go. But in these times, whether it's a pandemic or not, it's very very expensive. USA is the number one draw at that race, and they have the furthest to go. Oh, uh, not the furthest, but among the furthest to go, and they get nothing for it. And uh, someone's making a lot of money. So, sure, Tanner, I would like that. Sure. All right. All right thanks, thanks for the call. Thank you. Uh, Chris is on four. Chris, what's going on? You want to talk about Supercross and Motocross? What's happening? Yeah, I got a quick question. With the Supercross being postponed to the end of the Nationals, does this allow Pro Circuit to, like, move Seth Haymaker and let him race the last few rounds or Carson Mumford for Honda? What do you think, uh, Weege, amateur-wise? Yeah, that is interesting because, I mean, I guess the plan as of now is for, say, Loretta Lynn's to still run at the same time. It's going to be a dizzying schedule to get the qualifiers in before that. But I think they've tried to figure out a way to do that. But let's just say, for argument's sake, that Loretta is still over at the beginning of August. Now, normally you get the last three Nationals in, but I think the way it would work now would be four or five because the Nationals are, say, a week or two later than they normally would. But, the, hey, four or five races more experience is good. I think that's a no-brainer. Yeah. The real question is, will anyone be tempted? There will be some Supercross races, apparently. Would anyone be tempted? I think the riders would like to try it. The teams are probably going to be like, no, 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 no. You need a full off season to be ready for this. But it's an option that would, has never existed before. Yeah, it'll so be. So that would be the real odd part. And we got to figure out pointing out too, JT. Uh, I guess if there's seven rounds, we're good. But if there's not, we got to figure all that out. Yeah, that'll be you know something that's sorted out. And and you know what are they going to do with that? Are they going to if if some of the rounds that we've heard taking place in places that we've heard. Right, and a lot of those I've heard have been more West Coast based. How do they fit an East Coast race into that forum? Mm-hmm. You know, so there's there's a lot of things that have to be sorted out, and uh, yeah, I I can't imagine the conversations and ideas that are being thrown around in in Palmetto, Florida, where where Feld Motorsports is based. Yeah, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. I uh, it does seem like the Monster Energy Cup will be the final round, right, of Supercross. I think Rough Monster like- Energy Cup is done. I don't think you're going to see that race happen this year. Uh, they may re- we have we may have a points paying round at that venue. Oh yeah, I okay. do not think right. yeah yeah. I, I guess, don't think we're doing the Monster Energy Cup. Yeah, I got it. I guess that's more what I meant. Like that date will be, but the there's a soccer team I think that plays in that stadium, and so MLS will be up and running. They're not going to want Supercross with the grass. So I don't yeah, know. I, yeah. I had heard they would be running, and obviously we're all basing this on rumor and ideas. But I, I had heard they would run through the end of October. So that okay. timeline doesn't line up with what you're saying, but that's what I heard. The last one would be right around Halloween. Right. Uh, Daniel, what's going on, man? Not much. Hey, I just everyone talking about these last seven rounds in the fall, and I want to see the last seven rounds as well. But logistically with 
baseball getting pushed back, and then mm-hmm. you're into college football and the NFL season. I mean, how how realistic can we be that we're going to have these races, or are we just going to have to start getting really creative with different venues and stuff, such? I I've said this, Daniel. We I don't I can't see how they get seven in. I know TV contracts, and I know. You know, we want to. I don't think the championship. I don't think the sports matter, though. The sports are not to me. The sport, those other sports, are not a factor. How are they going to find me. enough venues? They got St. Louis. They, they have plenty. They have they have St. Louis. They have uh, Carson, California, which is where Monster Energy Cup. They have Qualcomm. They have Oakland. Um, I think there are ways to do them. Even if they find one venue and run multiple rounds in one venue, I I don't see other sports being involved as a limiting factor. That that's just my opinion. All right. There you go, Daniel. I, I, I'm going to adjust this bef- or talk to this before we go, but yeah, I don't see how they get seven in. I just, I don't know. I if think we there's... can go racing, if we can go racing, like the the world is healed enough yes. where we can go racing, I think we get seven. It's either to me, it's either zero or seven. That, okay. That's my opinion. Weege, what do you think? It's going to be tough to find the venues because. The football thing, I think, is a little overrated because it's also should not be baseball season for a lot of that, but that could be pushed back, and then you'd have to hope that teams that are giving you a stadium aren't in the playoffs when they suddenly play a whole nother month, and the dates could change rapidly. Uh, but what I've heard is a bigger issue is there's stuff we're not even thinking about. Uh, every other thing that could ever take place in a stadium, a concert, a show, anything, <laughs> yeah. also pushed back. So... We're going to potentially have, what, the last four months, three months of the calendar year with every single thing that was supposed to take place from March to, yeah. say, August. And, and, all yeah, and plus for those dates. disposable yeah. income of people to go and everything else. Yeah, and, and I just, I don't know. I don't see, I'm not as firm as JT on that zero or seven. I, I think we're going to I think to... you're going to crank out a bunch of events in the same venue. Like two, you're going to find one venue like St. Louis where they're, they're open for business and really want us there. And you're going to see them run monster truck races, supercross races very often in a place like that, whether it's Qualcomm or or Home Depot Center. I don't even know if it's still called that, uh, or St. Louis, somewhere like that. I I don't think we're going to seven different cities, and I didn't mention that, but I definitely do not believe we're going to seven different cities. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for the call. Hey, yeah, no problem, guys. Thank you. Uh, Something that I've heard, and I'll – before we take some calls here on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast, let's quickly run through the sponsors for this. Thank you, Fly Racing, flyracing.com, uh, up there in Boise, Idaho, and uh, producing some great stuff. Their mountain bike line of stuff. Uh, get out on your bicycle, people. Uh, it's fantastic. I've got a bunch of the shorts and, and shirts and jerseys and everything else, so thank you, flyracing.com, for that. Uh, Maxis, of course, MXSTs, used by Alex Ray out there in the sand. You all saw how much traction he got in that sand section. Supercross with his MXSTs. Also, thanks to Renthal, Renthal.com. You know their name, you know their style. Seven Eights Bar, the Twin Wall Bar that uh, McGrath debuted in '98. Pontiac crashed out with that. Um, Renthal.com for more information on that. I want to thank the Alias CBD guys. Uh, Alias Racer X is the code to save with them. Race Tech suspension and motors as well. Of course, the uh, Chaparral Honda guys using Race Tech uh, out there with their riders. And Michael, poor Michael Lindsay, by the way. Good God. If it could anything go wrong for your debut season as a team owner, Michael Lindsay. Uh, but using Race Tech, Pulp 20 is the code to save with those guys. Now would be a good time to go send your suspension off and get it serviced up and uh, ready to go. And Weed, you also, we have another guy on board with us. Yeah, onxmaps.com. 
Uh, you can find places to ride. You can find places to mountain bike, to hike. Uh, it's actually originally developed, I think, for hunting to figure out where places to do that are. So go to onxmaps.com or get the actual app which is really the key, and it uses GPS. Even if you don't have self-service, it'll still show you where to go and what to do. So a good way to find out places to ride on xmaps.com. All right, thanks to those guys for coming on board. So something to talk about a little bit is, uh, so there's been some some combination conversations with Feld and, uh, and the teams, a few phone calls, everything else. Uh, MX Sports obviously released their schedule for the outdoors in mid-June. We're starting up. Um, Supercross seems like it's starting in the fall. The teams, though, from what I hear from two, three good sources, the teams are really wanting Supercross to finish first uh, before the Nationals, and I get that. Uh, you know, Chase Sexton jumping from a 250 points lead to a 450 for motocross back to a 250. Uh, Tomac and Roxon, millions of dollars at stake, but first they got to ride 22 outdoor motos to figure it out. So I understand the team's complaints and I was kind of waiting to see behind the scenes if there's a power struggle or something going on here. But Weege, it seems like that's not going to happen. But I'm, I'm keeping one eye open and kind of seeing what's going on. Yeah, I'm really surprised. Maybe there was some pushback. But I'm surprised it didn't turn into just World War because we have seen over and over how teams operate. If you are in a championship hunt, if you have an opportunity to win, they will stop at nothing. It's, it's all about their perspective. And you could even say that is literally their job to do that. So if you are Kawasaki or Honda, and there are three points between these guys, and you're one twist of an ankle away at Redbud from blowing that, man, I don't think they want any part of it. So just the circumstances. And if any other team were in that situation, they'd probably feel the same way. But I think the nail in the coffin came when we heard, I think it was last Friday, uh, that Feld had laid off a lot of their employees, like a significant amount, like 90%. It doesn't affect Supercross as much as you might think because, you know, they, Supercross is one of the few things where the people participating are not Feld employees. Most of their events, it's all Feld 100%. So that's where a lot of those cuts come from. But it doesn't sound to me like it's even possible for Feld to run an event in May or June to even get these in. Uh, before the Nationals. I mean, maybe they could do it in July and the Nationals well, back up two whole months, but it just doesn't sound like that's something Feld is looking to do. And I would bet you the reason why, ramp this all up just to find out the events are still canceled. I don't think they want to take that chance. They want to just wait longer. JT? Yeah, I mean, I understand the team side. I do. It's going to cause a ton of inconvenience, both contractually and workload and everything in between. But I really think that everybody in every line of business is going to have to compromise, and there's going to be a lot of workarounds for everyone. Uh, everyone involved in every aspect of business is going to have to, to – it's not going to be perfect, right? They're going to have to find compromise. So if that's what it takes, I think the teams have to do it. it it's not going to be perfect. Nothing about this situation is going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. But if that's the solution and that's the only way it can work for a myriad of reasons, from venues to availability to everything, right, then, then so what? Let's, let's bear down and get it done. Yeah. And I, I can guarantee you the riders are going to they're gonna whine for a day or two, and then they're going to shrug their shoulders, and they're going to go riding. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, certainly uh, some good thoughts there. I, I understand what they're saying, too. Yeah, but, you know uh, – yeah, El Lucas Oil stuff's got got a series to run too, and they got TV contracts and everything else. You know, so yeah. well, I think one there of the are, bigger things bigger is it, if you look at 
the logistics of putting on a Supercross versus putting on a national, I don't think you have the same level of flexibility. It, it's easy to call WW Ranch and be like, hey, what do you think, June 13th? Think we can do this? I mean, and if it doesn't work, let's say everyone's still in shutdown, to call them and say, well, we might have to go to July 13th is a lot easier than dealing with a stadium. I don't think you can ramp up or ramp down a stadium event in the same amount of time uh, that you can a motocross race. So I think that's kind of why it's hard for Feld to guess. When I, when and I was be uh, like, yeah, 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 May 15th. <laughs> we think we can be good May 15th. And then May 10th, you find out you can't. That's a disaster. Yeah. Can you hold Qualcomm for us for, for a week? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. It looks like it's not going to work out. Lockdown continues. I, I just don't think when you're dealing with a stadium, right. it's like moving a, a gigantic cruise ship. You just don't have much flexibility and you're not nimble. I put on Twitter the other day that I thought that we'd get supercrosses in the fall, and Jimmy Button, who's an agent, said, "What about contracts?" I'm just like, "What? What? You just move them. You just move the dates." Everyone, <laughs> I don't. This isn't something that's going to change anything. I mean, and again, you know, riders who switch teams and everything else, like we're looking at having everything wrapped up by mid October, so you have November and December. You know, yeah. To, I mean, to, his point is valid, right? Let's start there. But I would think Jimmy would understand that, yeah, a lot of these things are going to have to be moved. <laughs> yes. Everything about the sport is going to have to be adjusted. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, and, and, and uh, you know, my, my world's smallest violin for a rider having only eight weeks to get ready to do a new bike and a new team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, that's fine. That's not, that's not a concern of mine. <laughs> no, big, my, I mean, it's, it's everything right now is big picture. For yes, sport. yes. It has to be. We're, you know? we're in a pandemic here. I think a guy can handle eight weeks on a bike before the 2021 Supercross Series hopefully starts up, you know. So, uh, all right, Mike wants to talk about JGR. Mike, what's going on? What do you want to talk about? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Um, so, how stoked is J-Bone right now? Because Savachi should be healed up for the last half of Supercross. Yep. Um, Freddie Noren should be healed up. And do they bring Brock Tickle back? Also, is Jimmy D going to be healthy? I mean, we each, things are finally falling into place for JGR. <laughs> It just took yeah, a pandemic. Uh, just... J-Bo and I have joked about that. I, I think they are looking at it that way. Um, they didn't have any guys to race. Yeah. The only loser in this is La Francois, who's been sent back. Wow. Uh, his one he... ride lasted one week. For his, fantasy, but... for his fantasy performance at Daytona, he can go back to France and think about that. Oh. So. He will never get the chance to redeem himself in Indy, which he was set to do. Right. Uh, but I have heard, even for outdoors, they were kicking around ways um, to even keep Tickle on for that. So I don't think it'll be a problem. Yeah. I, I I would think, unless something comes up for Tickle, a better deal, or some other team offers them. But I think you could see all three of those guys racing outdoors. Uh, and uh, what the heck, if you're going to race Supercross, not that far after. Yeah, Keep it going. God, please let JGR live through the outdoors and get back to Supercross. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just something go right for JGR. I heard it's not uh, hurting them um, that badly. Like, they're still going. Yeah, well, Coy, you know what, Coy? Coy's a good dude, and uh, he'll do the right thing, I think, and a lot of times, so uh, as much as shit as we give him. So thanks, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So, so we just correct me if I'm wrong, but it took a pandemic for things to go JGR's way. <laughs> just, yes, yeah, okay. yes. This is like uh, <laughs> it got so bad. It went all the way around the world. It got so bad it turned good. Right. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Just, just checking. Yep. Uh, Mike, you got a mm-hmm. Tomac theory. Yeah, I got a Tomac theory. Don't he, uh, or isn't he going to have a baby in September? That could throw a wrench in his Supercross, Supercross restart. Well, he, Earlier than that. he himself is not going to have the baby. Well, he, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. he should be fine. <laughs> um, I, yeah, people have babies in the middle of races, season, and nothing changes. 
I don't, Mike. I don't. Yeah. I'm not kind of with you on that. I don't really know. I, I get it. I I get your point, but as a father, I know how much it takes, and you know, we should know. But uh, uh, look at Baggett. He's kind of struggling this year. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Maybe maybe losing some sleep. I don't know. I, I know when Red Dog had. Uh, I think it was Evan. Maybe it was. Nah, it was Evan when he was racing, right? Timmy or JT never had Beckett when he was racing. I don't think, but. Um, Evan, just Evan, yeah. yeah, he he slept in another bedroom, literally just slept in by himself in another bedroom to to make sure they could sleep happen, you know. So riders can adjust, right, Mike. Right. Yep, thank I was you. Just wondering. Yeah, thanks. And physically, Tomac's not having the baby, so everything will be fine there. Um, Matt's on two. Matt, what's going on? Hey, I was just looking at the archives, loving Kellen's race examinations, and uh, brought me back to the original Monster Cup with Villapoto sweeping in the outdoor section. Now that stadium in Vegas, you know, allowed for the track to go out and around, you know, not the best viewing experience if you're a fan there in the stadium, but I just thought that that was sick. Thoughts? First, the first. Yeah, that was oh. cool. Uh, it's people forget now the original goal of that race was, believe it or not, to maybe get the Tony Carolis, I don't. I think it was so long ago. Hurlings wasn't as big a factor as 2011. I think right. It was to get some of those guys to race. Like, hey, what if we had a race where everybody was in it? So I think they threw that outdoor style section in there as a little enticement. Uh, it's worked. What we got? Geyser to race it twice. Ben Townley, whatever you want to consider him a GP guy or not, he's come over a few times. Like. It hasn't really panned uh, out for dude, GP dudes to race supercars. Who's dude. the dude uh, from France that I was just glad was alive? Uh, oh, Tixier. Yeah, Tixier. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Tixier, yeah, that was not good. Um, you know what, though? Um, that, that first Monster Cup, the, yeah, they had some good intentions everything else, but the, the, the races went way too long. <laughs> it was so long. Both All three main events, I remember the guys that fell. Someone that fell told me, well, we really – Really screwed that up as far as the length of the races and the length of the track, uh, the very first one. Uh, at times oh, wow. I didn't was, know that. Yeah, with times it was a snore fest. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was the plan. No whoops. Caroli's going to show up, and it's going to be amazing. But, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, with guys are getting a fourth this year, I wonder, had he done better with more of an outdoor section? Guys are got fourth this year? Yeah, who knew? He did good. I know that. I don't remember what the yeah, number was, but yeah. it was something like that. He uh, did well. I, again, if I, I could have a gun. You could have a gun to my head and ask me who won the All Monster Cups. I'd be. I'd see. Shoot me in the head because I, I don't know. <laughs> I know Stu won. RV won a million and complained. Uh, Millsaps won. Millsaps won on a Cowie. Remember, everyone was like, "Oh shit!" And then. Yep. Yeah. There was. It was always the race where somebody came in and won. That was weird. You know, Barsha won one year. Tomac won. On a Honda, the final main event. Uh, RV won the million. Muscan won the million. Uh, Weimer won. Weimer won a main on a 250. No way. That's my. That's US Open. I know. I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> I do know that. Uh, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, one of the things. Sure. Who runs the number five next year? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Good. Good question. Somebody. Um, wasn't it available this year? I thought it was, and they passed. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Uh, I, yeah. Was it? Was it available this year? I thought it was. What was it? The number five. Uh, I don't think so. No. Okay. I don't think so. Dave's got a Chase Sexton question. What's up, Dave? Hey, how's it going? Uh, so it's your Honda. Do you put Chase Sexton on our 450 foul tours and then risk him getting hurt for the fall because now he's leading the – Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good question, but the deal's done, man. It's, it's happened. He's tested on it. 
you know, I, I think you stay with that program, Weech. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to venture a guess here. I don't really think that Sexton racing a 450 outdoors and having to go back to a 250 indoors is the real issue. Do you not think this is Honda just pulling out every single reason they can come up with to not have to have Roxon go through 22 outdoor motos? And I'm not saying that's worse for him than Tomac, but it's just not a situation either rider wants to be in. So I would just feel like, yeah, let's pull anything we can possibly come up with. And I even heard, they even said, hey, man, this is really not good for Brayton. He can't even race Australia, which I don't think is a factor in anyone's plans at all. But I feel like they pulled every single angle they could to try to stop this. It is three points between them, 22 motos. This is hairball. Stop what? I'm confused. You You lost me. I'm sorry. Maybe. I don't think Honda and Kawasaki feel comfortable having three points between these guys and having months and months of racing. Oh, They're so yeah. afraid someone's going to tear an ACL, break a wrist. So I think they argue with every angle they've got. So yeah, why not yeah, use yeah. the Sexton one, use the Brayton in Australia one, use everything you have okay. to try to make it seem like a bad idea. I see. To, to, get, yeah. to, to start outdoors before Supercross. Got it. Okay. Got it. To start, yeah, yeah, yeah. start outdoors after Supercross. Right, I, don't, right, right. I just can't imagine how nervous they're going to be all summer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. But there's, there's a championship there to win. Those races pay a lot of money, and championships pay a lot of money. It's not, it's not like they're holding 11 exhibition races all summer. I completely agree, but I feel like when we get to these championship situations, rational thought starts to lose, starts to leave the building. You're completely right. It's not like the outdoor title doesn't pay money. It's not like they don't want to win those races either. Uh, but I think when it's sitting there right in front of you, I mean, we've, when t- close title fights come, we see weird stuff happen. So people start losing their minds, and you, that might be where they're going to be eventually. I just think logically, yeah. logically, you know, it's, it's every bit of $100,000 plus per outdoor to win, maybe more, maybe 150 right, for these elite guys. And then your outdoor championship, I remember Grant Langston making like $1.6 million when he won his outdoor championship in 07. So to me – you know, like the Supercross championship going to come when it comes. There's money right in front of me and championships right in front of me to go get. So I know that's probably a difficult thing to do, but that would be that would be what I would try to do. Do you think, Weege, that the Cowie and Honda really just want a real announcer announcing for them in indoors, and that's why? I don't know. they got a great team over there. They do an excellent job. <laughs> they got no complaints. I'm just saying they're going to be nervous. Like, Think of the weirdo team tactics and crazy finales we've seen when titles are on the line. Now they're going to have that mentality for months. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Does outdoor title matter? Absolutely. Do they want to win it? Absolutely. In normal circumstances, no issues with it. I just feel like those two riders, those two teams are going to be like, oh, uh, this is well, scary. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe if it's, if this outdoor championship wraps up September 5th, which is, a, was a, I think, the date I saw, and the Supercross resumes, let's say, September you know, uh, 19th, just, I'm just guessing. I have no idea. Yeah. Maybe at the last couple rounds you start getting a little nervous because it's right around the corner. But I think in early to mid-June, you can't think about September. That, that's where I would be at on it. I mean, it's, that's so far away and so much racing. And I've, I've raced being carefully, you know, being careful. I've raced taking chances, and it, it kind of doesn't matter. Usually when these guys get hurt, it's some sort of weirdo circumstance. They get landed on or they're in a first-turn crash or something stupid. 
it's not that they just make a huge mistake and, and crash on their own. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of split in between you two guys. Like, I, I, I do – the Supercross Championship is more important than the Outdoor Championship. We've seen that over the years. Supercross is the number one series off-road in the world. So it's very, very important for these companies to win it. So they yeah, have to I keep an eye matters. on that. I'm just talking about it being in, yeah. in June. Yeah. Will, be, will, it, will it be controlling their actions in June? No, I yeah, I can't see it, right? No, I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. I think once they go racing, they'll be fine. But I just mean more when the meetings are going on today. Right. That they're going to yeah. fight with everything they have. But once the decision Whatever. is made, or maybe you Whatever. could already say it already has been made, yeah, then everybody just goes back to work and they race like they're supposed to. But I could just see them fighting as hard as they can. Especially because, think of the unique circumstance. We have the two riders who have been supposed to win this title over and over and haven't won it, and they finally put themselves in position to get it, and they got to be like, oh, yeah, not, uh, that, now. That's not a, now. That is a good point. Two guys who have been waiting for this thing, you know. Uh, yeah, if this, yeah. Is, if this happens at Tomac two years ago, 2018, be like, who cares? Or I don't du- care. Or Dungeon and Villapoto are both like, okay, we'll pick it back up. No worries. You know, like, I'll, tell you, yeah. I'll tell you one guy right. that could uh, – that could benefit from this would be Cooper Webb, right? Because he was mm-hmm. somewhat taken out of this championship with his crash in Arlington and then his injuries past that. He, he certainly wasn't at 100%. So, yeah, is it going to be easy for him to get back and go win the championship with seven rounds and being, you know, 20-plus points down? No. But I like his chances better starting over 100% healthy than I did where he was sitting. Yeah. Uh, Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast, presented by Maxis, uh, Renthal, and uh, Alias CBD, of course, and Onyx. Onyx? Yeah, Onyx. Um, thank you. Onyx Maps, yeah. Onyx Maps. Uh, thanks for calling in. We'll wrap this thing up here a little bit. Um, we talked a little bit on on how we're handling it, um, but it's odd to me. And look, I, I spent a little bit of time uh, on vacation. It's still... It's it's really bizarre to me to think, JT, that we've got at least another month going on here where we're just, you know, I've been trying to do some stuff around the house and my wife is hanging out and good God. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> I mean, it's tough to know. You know, every day is, is more news. Um you know, I, I don't know. I think it's going to look a little bit different depending on where you are because the hardest hit areas, I think, are going to be they're going to be shut down longer. And I think our our governing bodies have been pretty transparent with that. Um, they've even said, yeah, places that have been less hit in the country might be opened up earlier than other places. Uh, there's such a widespread economic impact of all this stuff that as soon as it's possible to open up certain cities and certain states i think they're going to have to act on that to preserve what's left of the economy um so yeah i don't know that we can we can have hard answers yet and what we think is going to happen right now in a month from now we may be again laughing at ourselves for thinking that was going to go on at that in that time frame can we get things going as soon as we can so why get and his stocks get in a better spot Get in a better position. <laughs> He's having a good day today. <laughs> um, Last three days have been awesome. I told you guys, man, never bail. Just stick with it. I told you right. guys. <laughs> yeah. You've been, you've, you've been like a rock. I have looked at mine like once, and then I'm just like, let's just close the laptop and, and carry on. Everything will be better here at some point. Uh, that's all I got to believe. But, Weege, it's, uh, it's really, really crazy. I mean, we're in the content-producing business. RacerX Online is up and running, and we're, we're providing things for people to read and people to listen to. 
and uh, I'm going to keep my stuff going as well. But it is a bizarre thing to think about. Like, again, I was on vacation for a little bit of this, so I haven't even been doing this as long as you guys have. We got another month at least, at least here uh, to kind of think about things. I I do worry the longer this goes on, how long uh, the country holds up mentally, because I feel like we've never been put into this level of a test where something is both financial and health-related and in some jobs, such as ours, uh, you can't even just go about your normal job because the job has been all changed and messed up also. So you're being hit in so many ways. Like, are you more worried about catching coronavirus or are you more worried about becoming unemployed and losing your house? And then you've got to homeschool, some people do, which is not something most people can do or could do, but you have to. Uh, you're just getting hit from all these angles. I described that on a video last week where you're like in this box and all angles are closing in on you more and more. I just wonder how long everyone can keep their cool. Like I feel like right now people are having fun with it. You're seeing memes. People are, we said, going riding or working on their bike. That'll work for a little while. But can the country handle three months of that uncertainty from all sides without just completely blowing its lid? Uh, that's not the way America is programmed to work. Um, this could be really difficult the, the longer it goes on. That's my fear. We need Tiger King Part 2. Yeah, we do. Fast. Yeah, well, we run out of Tiger King episodes. What happens? Yeah, I, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I got a lot right. more questions about that. So <laughs> hang in there, everybody. Hang in there, everybody. And if you're somebody in the front lines, a doctor, a nurse, a healthcare professional, uh, thank you. Thank you. Stay safe. Yeah, I've talked to I've talked to a few uh, people in that field, and to do twenty four hour shifts isn't you know it, it's just kind of the norm right now. Like it's just unbelievable that yeah. they're putting in. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks to, thanks again everybody for that. You guys are real the real heroes for sure. Um, all right, Weege, JT, anything else here? No. See you in December. Ready to go back to the races. Should we yeah. should, should we do one of these, should we try to do one of these a week or every other week or something? Yeah, we probably should. Something. I mean, 10, 10 days At ago, least as news breaks, I think maybe we'll hear, maybe sometime next week we might have a little better idea, maybe Supercross dates or schedule. So I feel like if significant news happens, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Sounds good. Well, Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast, presented by Maxis and Renthal and CBD and Onyx Maps. Uh, Weege, JT, uh, thanks, guys. Stay safe. And uh, I'm sure as soon as I hang up the phone, we'll start group texting in one of our group texts with each other. So. All right. Yep. See ya. Yep. All right, everybody. Well, that's uh, Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. Marks, thanks, man. My pleasure. Thanks for coming in and handling the phones. Thanks for having me. I don't. Did I say I would pay you for this? No, but you've been nice to me, so we'll consider this. Uh, we'll con- we'll consider this good. I know tits would be demanding payment. Yes, yes. Uh, well, this this is this can be included in my uh, my salary. Okay, we'll figure it out. Well, yeah. thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks everybody for listening and. Uh, Yeah, I really enjoy it. We'll do this again soon, all right? See ya! Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as... The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, I was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends. 
and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like being a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride and you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, hey,